Hello, and thank you for joining us for How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where we fill in the gaps in each other's cinematic knowledge by asking important questions like, you seriously have never seen Tatan, or... Whoa, you never watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or... How have you not seen Scream? again and thank you for joining us for how have you not seen i'm your co-host caroline thompson i am a bat that turned into a man and i'm gonna suck your blood and what is your name carson (laughs) and this is how have you not seen a movie podcast where each week we pick one of our favorite movies the other hasn't seen we talk about it then we go and watch the movie. And then we talk about it some more. It's going to be a real good time. Carson, this is actually one that I'm actually kind of surprised. Because while this is a, like, a, it is a straight up horror movie. Yep. Like, there's no, like, it, it is also a horror comedy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, like, comedic elements in there. And it is a very, like, movie person's movie. Yeah. So I'm kind of surprised. Like, of all of the ones, I know the answer. I'm going to ask the question in a second. Yeah. I know what the answer is. But just of all of the movies we're watching this month, this is probably the one I'm the most surprised you have not seen. That's that's pretty yeah, it's pretty accurate. I mean, I definitely like at a friend's house as a child saw part of like, you know, Scream 2 or 3 or whatever. Yeah. Though I've definitely not sat down and watched this. I will say I've seen first four scary movies. <laughs> Ooh. Well, if you've seen the first four scary movies, the first scary movie is, a, is a very heavily yeah. Which yeah, is like, a weird thing, right? Because this is a self-aware horror comedy and that is a parody of a self-aware horror comedy. It's very weird. Yes. So yeah. it is very much like, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen the first scary movie in a long time, but I remember thinking it was so fucking funny when I was like oh, 13. Yeah. Oh, I've never yeah. seen any of the scary um, movies. I, I don't think so my guess is they probably much. don't hold up. But, you know, yeah. I, yeah. I, I do have memories of watching those movies at sleepovers when I was Yes, you know, I have yeah. I have very fond memories of renting the first scary movie with my sister and some of our cousins mm. and just and like being just so extremely like over the moon because we are watching like a really raunchy, mm. like grown up, like nasty yeah. movie in the way that all of the scary movie films like parody, like four or five really big horror movies at the moment. Mm-hmm. But like, there's always one that it's like they're really, really aping. Like the first scary movie is like mostly doing. The screen. second one is doing the ring. The ring. No, 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 no that's the no, third the one. Third the third one is the ring. The second one is like a weird, like haunted, haunted mansion. Hill. Yeah, it's like yeah, odd. it's like they do. Yeah, they do like their own. It's like it's like they, yeah, it's it's weirdly like the house on haunted. And the Hill. fourth one is, if I recall correctly, it's a War mix. of the Worlds. It's right. War of the No, but it's War of the Worlds and um, uh, Signs and The Village. 
which like if you want a little uh, a little a little screenshot of like the movie landscape in 2004 there you go yeah for fucking real jesus um yeah so no i mean i i like i know the deal of scream i it's not one that i've like purposefully avoided but it's just on i've never gotten yeah. around to it quite well so that all having been said what do you know about scream so it is a slightly self-aware slasher film it is a movie with a pretty common slasher film setup there's a group of horny teens they all have different outlandish personalities there is a uh, killer walking among them his name is Ghostface, yes mm-hmm. yes and he is a spooky man with a black cape and hood and he's got a big scary ghost face and he stabs people to death and all the kids are trying to avoid them and they're getting into horny teen antics but the conceit of it is that they are aware not like literally that they are in a movie but they are people who live in a world in which there are like halloween is a movie that exists and so they are aware of the tropes of slasher films and the tropes of slasher films are in some way related to the way that the murders are taking place yeah and it's directed about directed by wes craven yes correct correct. the the master for wes who did who did the first Corey? correct me if i'm wrong he did the first four of them right uh i don't think he did uh i don't think he did four i could be wrong i'll look it up okay but yes um it is it is very much um this is very much a wes craven franchise which i find to be very oh yeah he did do four Um, he did do four okay um yeah which is which is which is very fun um it's in the way that like in the way that Friday the 13th is or not Friday the 13th Jesus in the way that Nightmare on Elm Street is like really fucked up and deranged but also really fun in its own weird way this is like like the mirror image polar opposite of that like it's it's so different but it has that same like but we could have fun Mm -hmm. with this right Mm -hmm. guys like it's got that same like fun weird craven sensibility to it that is um, a lot of fun absolutely so yeah I think that's about all I know though all right. Well, in that case, are you ready to move into our little game? I am. So um, we are going to be playing a classic, classic one for this. Um, we are going to be playing Recast It. And as this film is not a uh, a romantic comedy, because t- this this game started with we pick the top five and you come up with one new cast. Yeah. And we just keep yeah. doing it with romantic comedies yeah. or romantic or romance films. So we just keep doing like multiple sets of the same couple, which mm. is fine. But so we are going to go back and we are going to do the top five build um, actors in this film. Plus one bonus. OK. Plus one bonus. So we are going to start. With Nev Campbell as Sydney Prescott. All right. I am looking up images of these people to remind me. Um, <laughs> wow. Nev Campbell has appeared on People Magazine's list of the 50 most beautiful people. She's, twice. She's a, she's a very she beautiful lady. Beautiful. Uh, I know absolutely nothing about the characters that these people play. This is going to be a real. Well, so one. I'll um, give you a bit of a hint. I mean, okay. Nev Campbell is the lead in a slasher film. She is the lead girl in a slasher okay. film. All right. OK, so she gets killed first. <laughs> yeah, classic. But, um, she is the you know what they say. The, They're the, the first, first lady. girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of people of the kind of the same age. I'm going to say. 
You know, fuck it. I don't know. I, we were just talking about Marriage Story. Teen movie. Let's go Scar Joe. Scar Joe final, final Girl. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Scar Joe and... She, she would have been about the right age at this point. Yeah, in ni- yeah, 96. 96, 96, yeah. Okay. How old is Scarlett Johansson? It's in her 40s, right? Okay. All right, that's I fair. Think, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Well... Oh, no, she would have been 12. Oh, well, <laughs> I was going to say, I thought she was only like, oh, my God, ScarJo, ScarJo's not even 40. Oh, damn, really? That's yeah. wild. Good for Scarlett Johansson. I was not aware of that. I thought she was like 43. No, so she is okay. 30. She is 37. All right. So do you want to stick with 12 year old Scarlett Johansson? I mean, I'm going to we're pulling from time. I'll say I'm going to pull like 2010 or like 2005 Scar Joe in there. Fine, fine, All right, fine. Um, and then for uh, next up is Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers. Mm, OK, Courtney Cox. Is she also playing a high school because she is a little bit older than Nev Candle? Yeah, Candle. that is that is a very good observation. She is not playing a high school. OK. She is playing one of the adults. Okay. Well, she's a young adult. Like she's, sure. she's like the young hot adult, but she's okay. not, yeah, she's not cool, an adult. Cool, cool, cool. She's um, not a student. She's an adult. Young hot adult in the 1990s. I'm gonna say Nicole Kidman. Oh, oh, Lord, actually, that's really, really good. Oh, this is not just for me. Oh, my this God. came out God, what, I the, a the year the year after Eyes Wide Shut. I say give it uh, to me. No, three years prior. I three shut years before. Oh, OK, OK. But oh, still. this came out in 96. All right. Yeah. But still, yeah, no, honest. Oh, shit. OK. Thing is, very different character. Mm. Uh, Still, still the best character in the movie, though, I think. Right, Corey? Uh, yeah, no, I'd say so. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, Tiger, I mean, I don't, who's I your don't favorite think, character in Scream? I would say I don't think Gail Weathers is the best character in the movie. Oh, I love Gail Weathers. In a world in which you do? Yeah, I think you're 100% correct. <laughs> okay, well, how, how about this? In a world in which you don't think Courtney Cox Gail Weathers is the best character in the film, <laughs> does Nicole Kidman Gail Weathers become the best character in the film? I think she might have to. Okay, awesome. Also, look, if if they're talking about horror movies, Nicole Kidman coming out and being like the movies would be really <laughs> advantageous <laughs> to them trying to catch the killer, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and here, stories feel uh, perfect and powerful. Because mm-hmm. here, it's true. They, they are. Um, it's true. AMC. <laughs> Um, next, uh, is David Arquette as, and this is how he is listed on IMDb, Deputy Dewey. Deputy Dewey. Which is not technically. Deputy. Oh no. My, my brain immediately went to a place and it might be wrong, but you know, it sounds cool. Um, oh no, wait, do I want to do that? I think you have to. I think I. I think I have to. Is the thing. All right. So that immediately went. My deputy Dewey made my brain go to a place. Right. Okay. And that place was Dewey Cox, and that made me think John C. Riley. Oh my gosh! John C. Riley is like a cop in a horror movie. 
You're yeah, kind of down with this. Sounds You're pretty good to me. Sounds uh, pretty good to me. It would be a very, very, again, a very, very, very different character, but yeah, I would actually love that. I would actually love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, like post fucking, or when did Boogie Nights come out? Was Boogie like Nights 97? 95? Also, um, right around this so time. So bad at this, um, but yeah, but like, but Boogie Nights era, John C. Riley is fucking hell yeah. Boogie Nights came out on my first and a half birthday, September eleventh, nineteen ninety seven. <laughs> okay, sorry for a second. I thought you were saying your birthday was September eleventh. No, it's like it's oh. my half birthday though, which is a thing. Wow. Yeah. Um. All right, we've got just a couple more. Um, okay. Skeet Ulrich as Billy. <sighs> Who the fuck is Skeet? I have heard the name Skeet Ulrich so many times. I, I literally only know him do, from this. Do not even know who that is. Okay, yeah, I'm looking he, at it. He kind of looks like his name is Skeet. To, uh, <laughs> he does look his name is Skeet. He, okay, this, this, this motherfucker's real name is Brian Ray Trout. You're telling me one, there was already somebody named Brian Ray Trout in in SAG. And two, that Skeet Ulrich was the name you went with. Well, okay, look, it was the 90s. Skeet was cool and he probably liked Metallica. That's true. He probably did like Metallica. Oh, uh, see, I went a different way. I went off Skeet Skeet, motherfucker. Oh, Skeet Skeet, hot damn. Um, he has been in he was in as good as it gets that's interesting and the craft and riverdale and he was in law and order um you know i'm looking at this guy i'm looking at his backwards hat uh and i'm looking at kind of how how you know his name is skeet and he was in law and order and for some reason that is just I don't know. It's kind of giving me John Bernthal vibes. I feel like he's a he's like a military guy. He has dogs. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. So like Teen John Bernthal. Teen John Bernthal. Yeah. Oh, that's how does so... Teen John Bernthal treat you? Not. He does no? not. Okay. Um, well, put him in. He's in there. All right. Well, he's in there. Oh my god. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, We've got two more really quickly Incredible. Um, because there is, I mean, this film has a huge cast, yeah, but yeah. Um, the last of the main cast that I want to hit is Matthew Lillard as Stuart. I mean, I know him as Sh he is shaggy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is yeah. shaggy. We've all seen the Matthew Lillard memes, right? Yeah. Oh yes. We've all, we've, we've all seen the memes of how, Shaggy is a demonic force that invaded Matthew Lillard. Um, fuck Matthew Lillard. He's he's. I'm looking at his face. He does seem like a happy guy. I don't man. This one's off the rail. Okay. I just looked at his face and I'm just thinking a guy who's got a similar look and energy. <laughs> and do you know what I'm thinking? Fucking Steve-O. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Was that a purposefully cursed choice? Absolutely oh. it was, but you know, uh, okay. I'm leaning into it. So All here right. for it. All right. And then lastly, um, in a, and I'm trying to even figure out how to phrase this. Um, you know what? I'm not even going to give, I, I'm just going to go for it. 
Lastly, Drew Barrymore as Casey. Okay. Um, that's who I, that's who I figured your bonus was. Yeah. Barrymore. She's our bonus Jonas. Oh. oh. Drew Barrymore in the 1990s. What was she doing? She was in serious movies in the 1990s. Well, this is like very she's she's just blowing up. Yeah. Right? Cuz she she posed nude for Playboy January 1995. This movie comes out the next year. Yes. Steven Spielberg, who is her godfather, I guess that makes sense. Her godfather, Steven Spielberg, gave her a quilt for her 20th birthday with a note that read, cover yourself up. Yikes. Stevie, come on. That's weird. That's really weird, Steven Spielberg. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so in, you know, um, she's, she's really blowing up and she is, that's the whole thing with this is this was sort of like she had been around and working in stuff as like a kid for forever. I mean, her first credit is in yeah. 78 and she's working, yeah. she's doing things annually, but I mean, a lot of it is TV. I mean, obviously she did like ET, but she had done a lot of like kid stuff. And then, um, you know, two years later you get to the wedding singer, um, mm. you know, you get to never been kissed in 99 um etc etc like charlie's angels in 2000 so she is like on the fucking map but like this was sort of one of her first big adult movie roles as an adult the idea of the 90s like trashy rom-com did put an idea in my head which is uh cameron diaz Ooh, yeah i'm into it I, I am, I, I, Carson, I will let you decide after we've watched the movie. If okay. You like Cameron Diaz in this role. Okay. Interesting. interesting. Because, uh, because this is a very interesting role, which we will, we will talk about when we, when we get back to it. Um, so I, I personally don't, uh, think Cameron Diaz is particularly like great or particularly cursed. Um, I think that'll be up to you. I'll take it. Sure. All right. Well, in that case, Carson, are you ready to go watch Scream? I am. I'm very ready. All right. Well, we will see you guys in just a moment after we've watched the film. you like scary movies that was a really good one i was like i can't believe i didn't think of that i was thinking before we started i'm like what's the lead in i gave you lead in. i pointed and gave y'all a shot and i was like all right if they're not gonna jump in i'm doing nope, it nope that no that was good because i would have probably no, that said was good, something Corey. stupid i would have probably said something stupid like i was 24 for a whole year which is a great <laughs> line i love that line it's such a charming scene between the two of them but i'll say i'll tell you the two things that i did the entire time watching this movie which i just finished watching i will say like i'm fresh off watching scream um one every time (laughs) a character yelled i turned to my roommate and i said hey that's the name of the movie (laughs) it's pretty good pretty good and then a lot of the matthew lillard lines i would just go oh jinkies like i just did a lot of a lot of shaggy bits you kind of have to Uh, yeah so before we get like too far back into anything carson (laughs) as you said you just finished watching screen 
What are your I thoughts? Did. Um, it's really good. I liked it a lot. It was uh, so fun. Um, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I have like the only take I have, and I'm glad that we talked about it in the first half of the podcast is that I did think about scary movie a lot. Mm. Yeah. And I thought like, especially in like, like maybe a high school or like a one-on-one college class. Like if you're talking about film literacy and you're talking about genre and like genre transformation, I think that doing Halloween, Scream, and then the first scary movie would actually be like a really fascinating triple feature. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because well, see, like, yeah, go, sorry, go on. No, go, no you go first. Well, I time. just like, I was not not put off by this fact like i i as i said i like this movie a lot but i was i I don't know i think because i had the idea of scary movie in my mind so much i kept expecting this movie to be even more meta and even more satirical when it's really like it it is a pastiche obviously like they are up i mean the whole conceit is that they're operating under the under the assumption that like these characters have seen scary movies before but I was a kind of surprised by just how much of a straightforward slasher movie this is. Yeah, no, hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. Well, and that's like one of the the reasons why I love this one and the sequels uh, too. Because let's uh, Scream Five just came out earlier this year, and yeah. I gotta say, like they they are five for five. Yeah, like I gotta say, like like four and five. Th- Three, four, and five all have their ups and downs, but like overall, I I personally think that they're five for five. Um, but like obviously, like it's a sequel thing. You have to kind of like blow things up and out of proportion a little bit more. But like it really is like the thing that I appreciate about these movies is like the dialogue scenes are very meta, as you say, and they're talking about mm-hmm. scary movies and stuff. But like when it when it is like Ghostface is in the house with a knife about to get somebody, it's like no, it's a it's a person running away from a killer but yeah. like there's no there's no bits where it's like oh but then if i like if i go down to the basement then that's where like the surprise will be and therefore i can get away from the killer it's like no it's like they know how the killer is going to operate because of the scary movies but as soon as the killer is there it's just yeah. a straight up pocket like everything goes out the window and it's just say, like could- it's it's killer with a knife chasing you through the house yes Corey, go ahead Sorry to interrupt. I was just no, going to say, I um, the one thing I will say on that point is one of my favorite parts about the Scream movies is Ghostface is pretty clumsy in all of them. Like, I, this is yes, that was the thing I noticed. Fighting. Too. Yes, mm-hmm. it's scary when he's there, but like, yeah. he's not a perfect combatant. He's not yeah. really, yeah, really yeah. great at what he does. He's it's a high schooler clearly, with, a, with a Halloween mask. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cl- like a clum- I like that physical. And I, I personally think it makes it funny at times. Um, and I think they play that up for comedy through the sequels a little bit more than in this one. But yeah. there yeah. are, I think there are definitely moments that like, I don't want to say teeter on slapstick, but are just like kind of objectively funny because he's, pretty bad at being a serial killer no yeah, totally. absolutely um now, but, i noticed that as well that was a thing yes. i picked that i was really into how like it's yeah it's just like if a guy was trying to stab you and he's literally wearing a fucking long ass halloween costume yeah. yes yeah and um so as this is a show where we talk about movies and the movie we are talking about this week is a movie that talks about movies i feel like there's a lot of talking about movies to be had here so before we get too far ahead of ourselves we have a little game to get back to we do 
We do. That is true. Here if uh, we want to go through. Yes, Corey, I think Please. you're going to need to give I'm... us a little refresher <laughs> because we played, recast it, and uh, I'm I'm interested to get back to Carson's cursed casts. I scream. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I think I probably got them all wrong. I think there are a few gold, few, few maybe okay. uh, silver linings. Uh, so first okay. up, so uh, is it Nev or Neve? I always thought it was Neve Campbell. Is it Nev Campbell? I've I've heard it pronounced Nev, but well, uh, yeah, uh, legally Nev, Nev and Neve Campbell. Campbell. Yes. Uh, Miss Carson. Campbell, Miss Cox, Miss Arquette. Yes, Miss Carson, Miss Arquette. Arquette. Mr. Arquette. Uh, Miss Cox Arquette for the sequels. Um, all right, so Neve Campbell, Carson recast as Scarlett Johansson. Um, was twelve, I believe. Uh, yeah, she's too young, but I mean, like, if you took like two thousand and three Scarlett Johansson, I don't think that'd be that bad. I don't think it would be that bad. However, I think a, a, an important part of Sydney Prescott is. Um, she is a very innocent person who has had to like get wise because of horrible circumstances. And Scarlett mm. Johansson has the like, no, I'm over this chip on like cynical chip on her shoulder all the time. Mm. Yeah. That, like, I feel like would kind of take away from some of like Scarlett Johansson's almost too smart to be like actively bumped out by her mother's death a year later. You that know, is <laughs> maybe true. Yes. Like, yeah. like she's maybe too with it and maybe too like cynical about the whole thing. Yeah. So, Cause like, I mean, I, I think, I think Nev is amazing in this and like one of the, and like, that's what makes Sydney so, uh compelling as a character through five fucking films because she has done all five um r.i.p her role in six um allegedly but like but i mean like that's kind of the thing is it's like she does have that like innocence in this that like you can tell has been you know yeah uh, you know um tarnished in a way that is beyond her control Scar Joe could play the the final girl aspect of Sydney Prescott. I, I I do think that it would not be as good. The first two thirds of the movie, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cut print. Moving on. Uh, Courtney Cox was recast as a friend of the show, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> oh my gosh! No. I'm just thinking of Nicole Kidman in Paddington as Gail Weathers. It rules so hard, just in a totally different way. Nicole Kidman in Paddington in that lime green uh, getup that Courtney Cox wears in the first scene. Well, because Nicole's always like Nicole's always like twenty percent more heightened than whatever film she's in. So like, yeah, I think she plays like because like where Courtney Cox kind of plays. Sorry, I have so many scream opinions. uh, Where Courtney Cox kind of plays Gail Weathers as like. As like what? Like I am a journalist. This yeah. is a big story. Like, like I am going after this. Like she plays it almost like nonchalant to the point where it's a little disturbing. I feel like Nicole plays her a little more almost, um, almost like compulsive. Nicole would be wearing a scarf. She would have like tweedly little glasses. Oh my god, she'd be Chase Meridian. Yeah, she would be literally. <laughs> she'd be reprising her role as Chase Meridian. I think that's what I'm thinking of. I don't my brain immediately went to because I think because I was already thinking of Scarlett Johansson because we just talked about marriage story. My mind just went to other friend of the show, Laura Dern. Mm. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. would have some juice to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 
again different i think but very still different solid. yeah but closer uh-huh. closer much closer much closer yeah all right next one uh david arquette uh, i think this one works has been recast as john c Riley. <laughs> no i love that i, I can, can you I'm imagine in that, the universe when when gail weathers and dewey are nicole kidman and john c Riley flirting <laughs> with each other <laughs> Imagine John C. Riley looking at Nicole Kidman and basically just being like, "Yeah, I think you're really hot." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with a twin, want... with like his thin little mustache, just so oh, Carson. Yeah. Oh my one god! Of... Just oh, go ahead, Corey. I was just gonna say one of the things in the sequels is they make movies. Yeah, based yeah. on the book that uh, that Nicole Kidman, that Courtney Cox writes. Yeah, uh, and we always, I think, in almost every sequel, there's at least a scene acted out, and I would really love for like the oh fuck me, what's it called? Um, Stab Universe, uh, Gail Weathers and Dewey to be oh. Nicole Kidman and John C. Riley. God. He already played Dewey Cox. He can play Deputy Dewey. Come on. That's true. Come on. Imagine the indignance with which John C. Riley is like, when I'm wearing this badge, I'm a man of the law. (laughs) Like, mom said. And this is like Boogie Nights era fucking exactly. John C. Riley. No, it, it, it works. Oh, it works. that works it's good. That's so hard. Probably your best. That's probably oh, yeah. your best. That was so far. unintentionally very smart on my on my part. Yes, very very good, very good. Oh, the Art. whole. I'm sorry, jumping ahead, but the the her flirting with him, being like, "Oh, do they make you work out to be a cop?" And he's just like, "No, I have to because otherwise they think I'm a little boy." Like, <laughs> <laughs> really good. Yeah. Uh, all right, next, uh, Skeet Ulrich, who Terrible plays um, Billy Loomis. Yes. Yeah. I, I just looked at Wikipedia and I saw his name is Billy Loomis. And I'm like, oh, that's that's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is recast as John Bernthal. Insane. 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 I don't know what he does. You would know. <laughs> The minute he appeared in the window, you'd be like, this guy's the killer. You'd be like, yep, call it. There's the guy. He's too intense. Is he Uh, wearing a Punisher t-shirt? Yeah, Yeah, he plays plays him in the Marvel. Oh, no, I was just saying, like, oh, uh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. I I thought you, like, Googled John Bernthal. No. Uh, Um, Next, Um, Matthew Lillard is recast as Steve-O. <laughs> it almost kind of. I, no, I was about to say no. I fucking defended. It. it works. <laughs> like, like nobody, nobody could do this role better than Lillard. Nobody no. could do this role better than no. Lillard. But like, if you're going for a stunt casting and you throw Stevo in there, like that. Yeah, works. Lillard is giving such a weird singular performance. But can you imagine if it's it's the bit at the end and he's just drooling and bleeding and it's just Stevo being like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's almost like Stevo like doing the flea thing where it's like, yeah, flea is like yeah. actually like a halfway decent actor, but it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You cast flea for like. <laughs> the joke that like we cast flea yeah yeah you know what i mean like isn't it just fucking weird that flea is in a movie it's yep. like it would be the same exact sure. like vibe with steve-o no i have that conversation that's exactly the thing because i've had the conversation probably a dozen times where i'll say i don't know whatever movie that flea's in and then they'll be like flea was in a movie and i'll be like dude flea's been in, flea's like, in a movies. shit oh like two dozen like he's been in a shit ton of movies and then I have to pull up Flea's Wikipedia page and be like, he was in this and this and this and this. Let's go past yeah. the sock thing. Yeah, oh yeah, the sock. Oh, that's a big thing, the sock thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and lastly, I believe. Lastly, yeah. Uh, last which will and get most us certainly not least. Kind of, kind of move us into, the, into the direction movie. to talk yes, about yes. the movie. Uh, Drew Barrymore was recast as Cameron Diaz. I love I it. Think, I love it. I mean, I it. think almost works. Yeah. yeah, it would be a little too old, I believe. She'd be. A, a little too old, but I'm I'm just thinking, look, in terms of other movies we've spoken about in the show, the sort of like <laughs> the almost optimism is not the right word for it. The sort of like blind naivete that she has in the holiday applied yeah. to that first yeah. conversation with Ghostface would be would. Yeah, would work. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so let's use that to pivot because. I mean, Drew Barrymore, what, the reason why I added Drew Barrymore as a sixth one when we typically mm-hmm. only do five when we do something like this is because the back in the day when this film was coming out, none of the marketing, like all of the marketing included Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. because she was a very up and coming star. Yeah. And like of all of these people, because like, I mean, Courtney Cox was like on Friends, like she was like a TV star. But of all of these people, like Drew Barrymore was like the movie star. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. to like cast her in this and off her as like the cold open. Yeah. Was a huge fucking stunt cast back in the day. Yeah. yeah and yeah. also, I mean, the opening to this thing is immaculate. It's really good. Yeah. The opening is really good. The opening goes perfectly from like fun, almost like titillating, like, ooh, we're watching this scary movie to yeah. like, like one of my least favorite deaths to watch in all of horror cinema, because the thing that always gets me every time I watch this movie is like that horrible, horrible thing of like, my parents are home. I'm safe. Yeah. My parents are home. Nope. You die. It then switches to the parents point of view of watching their child die. Yeah. So it just hits you with all of like the worst, like the worst fears that are encoded into our DNA as social creatures with family units. And Wes Craven said, but what if, what if both I, she goes like, she says like, mom, and you, she can't get it out. Cause you know, just out. And like, I think I verbally said, oh, that sucks. I was like, that that is the worst. Yeah. So, and it, and the thing is, is I've seen this movie eight times at this point. I don't know. Like I have lost fucking track and like her trying to scream for her mom. Mm -hmm. If it was anybody else, if it was a cop, if it was her best friend, if it was her boyfriend, whatever, that's a fucking bummer. Her screaming for her mom. Mom, yeah. Is like elementally scary. Yeah, yeah. And she just can't do it. Yeah, I know it's really good. The whole conversation, because it, 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 you're right, Caroline, that the thing of it, and it's a great setup for the movie because it encapsulates kind of the, you know, the the sort of tightrope walk of tone that this thing is going for, where it's like so fun and so fun and titillating to the point of like, like it's the thing I said is that like Drew Barrymore, for this to make sense, she's got to be acting in a way that's almost like unbelievably like naive that she doesn't yeah. just hang up the phone on this guy. Like this and like instantly call the cops. Yeah. 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 Like immediate, like call her parents, call the cops. It's like, yeah, because it's a strange man being like, do you like scary movies and like a scary voice? And she's just like, I don't know. Do I have a boyfriend? Mm, who knows? Are you trying to take me on a date? Like, and I'm just like, Oh, Drew Barrymore. And then it cuts to 
the boyfriend outside and immediately it go, you know, it's so different than that. Oh, just with his like entrails. Out. And it just gets worse oh, and worse super and gross. worse. Super duper gross. And so actually story time, like I actually watched this movie one and two thirds times mm. today because mm. oh. I, um, cause I was like watching it. Like it was like a work from home movie. Like I've seen this movie a hundred times. It's so, like, I put yeah. it on and I like, you know, it was like towards the end of the day, I had to do something. I like paused it. My partner got home and she was like, hey, like, I'm going to hang out and like, you know, I'm going to do like, like work on some of like my art. Like, what are you up to? I'm like, oh, I just have to like watch like the last like 40, like 35, 40 minutes of screen. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, that's cool. And so much you mind if I like just put it back on and she's like, no, like, that's fine. And I was like, do you want me to start it over? And she Mm. was like, no, you don't have to do that. I'm like, I I do it. I yeah, like, I like this movie. I was like, I'll do it. And she was like, Yeah, actually, go ahead and do it. And so I watched that sequence twice today, and just like it, it is almost that thing where it's like, you know, uh, you know the analogy where it's like if you put if you put a frog into boiling water, it's gonna hop right out. Yeah. But if you like put it in room temperature water and then turn the heat on, like yeah. that's how you boil a frog. Um, fucked up, but like, it is what it is. Like that is so much like the opening 15 minutes of this movie. Is it yeah, like yeah, yeah. Drew Barrymore, be pop pooping around her house. You know, it's going to be a fucking murderer on the other line. Oh yeah. And yeah. like, it starts out kind of fun and playful and like, even like the way like the camera's moving and like the way that like the film is edited, it's very much just kind of like, oh, this feels like a lighthearted teen romp. And then mm-hmm. it just slowly edges a little bit further and a little bit further and a little bit further and then it just like by the end like i said one of the most disturbing kills in slasher yeah. cinema to me is yeah her death in the beginning of this i i would say watching it for the first time it is to the point where even when it does start to get more serious and he says you know like i thought you said he didn't have a boyfriend yeah right you know but the the line that gives the way is the like I want to know who I'm looking at right now, and she's like, yes. "What'd you say?" Which is a, a great like, so such a cool line. But even at that point, uh, part of me watching this for the first time is still like, "Oh, is the cold open to this going to be that it's like her boyfriend pretending to be a kill?" Like you know, it's still it's somebody right. calling a joke on her. Again, because again, it's Drew Barrymore. Yeah, like. exactly. You're like, I think she's probably going to be in the rest of the movie. So like. She's on the poster. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she, yeah, yeah, exactly. I noticed I that when I, like, came out of the streamer, I was like, oh, she's on the left side of the poster still. Like, yeah. I would give anything to be in, like, the opening night audience and yeah. watching Drew Barrymore hanging from that tree with her guts. Yeah, out, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot imagine the reaction the audience would have had. Corey, I'm so glad you said that because I literally said that to my partner mm. while we were watching it. As I was just like, as I was like, that is one of those sequences that like, I wish I could go back in time and just see that like yeah. opening weekend with a, with a full, with a full crowd. Absolutely. Because like, I can't yeah. imagine how fucking just absolutely bonkers it was. That That is like, I just, the, it, it's like if when they announced the, you know, the Tom Hall and the MCU Spider-Man movies and they're like, and Zendaya is going to be the love interest. And then they like, Gwen Stacy like her like, like 10 half. minutes oh, in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like it's everybody be like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah, exactly. Could you imagine? Uh, maybe, I don't know, you know, Hey, maybe would have, I think a better use of Zendaya than in the first of those movies. But hey, that's just hey. Uh, Maybe in me. all three. Of uh, I would say they never really give her much screen. to do. Is my Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Um, yeah. So no, it's a great cold open. Is really good. Um, the introduction to Nev Campbell is good. I do think. I think uh, my roommate said at the end, she's like, "Oh, she's like my favorite final girl," and I'm like, 
Sydney. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, will, I will respect that. I disagree, but that's more my own yeah. personal favorite. Than- I am not as steeped in slashers as we have. This is what this month is about, basically. But I mean, Jamie Lee's the old timer. Exactly. I mean, that's I mean, my look, thing. Look, like, look, I'm look, a restrained yeah. girl. This like, is the thing. thing. Yeah. Like, they say it in this movie. They need to ki- they kill Lillard with Jamie Lee. Like, they're like, she has to be a part of it. Respect must be paid, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. that's the thing is, like, it's not even for the reason I didn't even get upset is because it's not even Jamie Lee erasure. No. Yeah. She's your favorite final girl. Because the thing is, is it's like the, Jamie Lee the, is canon in this universe. Exactly. Yes, like, the caveat as... to that is like, well, Jamie Lee is untouchable. So, like, yeah. Yeah. What else you got yeah yeah you know it's, it's it's what's a what's a king to a god you know it's, right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah no the introduction of her is good the great things to be quoting this week kanye west oh that's i <laughs> i didn't even think of the irony in that statement cheesy peasy uh Lemon i guess this episode's squeezy. coming out in a couple weeks but yeah uh, but uh, well yeah. hey that'll be a nice little time stamp for people listening you know exactly <laughs> the day in which we recorded this um but like, okay, so I will say, I don't think I mentioned this yet, but I I did midway through, like by the time we got into like the third act at the party, I called that it was two people and I called Lillard. I did not call old Billy. Didn't call Skeet. Yeah. Did not call did not call Skeet. Oh Skeet um, Skeet. Yeah. Oh Skeet Skeet, motherfucker. Thumbs um, down. Thumbs uh, <laughs> down. Um, but yeah, and the like their whole relationship is I think really good because it's they play the thing of the entire time is like is this guy like sweet but kind of toxic or is he yeah is he like, a bad boy all from the, the way back the tracks or, or is, is he, he like yeah like, like a, a bad good, boy from the wrong yeah, side of the tracks yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no, no. and like okay all right, I texted this to Corey earlier today, but Carson, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I had guessed there was a good chance that she would be watching the movie right before recording, so I didn't put it in yeah. our group chat. But I have seen this movie how many countless times? Sure. This is a film in which a person dresses the Grim Reaper, uh, murders a girl, mm-hmm. uh, like the Grim Reaper, the I, person. I'm who so killed, sorry, Caroline. Caroline, yeah. I need to point of order. Dressed yeah. as Father Death. Father Death. <laughs> Is the name of the, That's yeah, what the Halloween you know? costume is called? That's what the Halloween costume says. Okay. It's something I love. <laughs> Father Death is the name sure. of this character. Sure. Go but, on. But just like, okay, he is dressed as the Grim Reaper. The, 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 uh, the most notorious icon in Western legend of the thing that kills you. Yeah. And Billy Loomis shows up to her house and proceeds to have a scene where he's like, hey, it's me, your boyfriend. You shouldn't be scared to be like intimate yeah. and close with me. Underscored by the fucking song, Don't Fear the Reaper. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. And oh, I've seen this movie like a hundred times. And I texted Corey today in all caps. How did I never notice that Billy Loomis's intro is yeah. like underscored by Don't Fear the Reaper? Oh, that's incredible. And like that is like the genius of this fucking movie. Yeah. The it's fact like that I, oh. every single like every single line is a pop culture reference. Like at one point they're just like they say something about like, oh, like blah 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 Wes Carpenter. And I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, the Christ. Wes Carpenter thing is <laughs> like Billy yeah, Loomis, Wes Carpenter, fucking Freddie like the, the whole janitor. Thing. Oh yeah. my god. Fred yes. or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, another one of my favorites that I also just clocked today was, um, so uh, he's sitting on the couch alone watching Halloween and he's saying, Jamie, look behind you. Jamie, look behind you. Jamie. Seen this movie a dozen times. The name of the actor that everyone in 1996 would have known is fucking Jamie Kennedy. His is, name is Jamie Kennedy. Oh my God. Wait for real. Oh, yeah. fuck. And oh, fuck. Ghostface is right behind him. <laughs> oh, that's so that's funny. And he's like, he's like, Jamie, look behind you. Jamie, look behind you. And I'm like, God, I'm like, I'm the, I'm the dumbest idiot on the planet. Like, that's it's incredible. like eight viewing sketch. And that's just like what I love about this movie is everything has triple meaning and it's all pop culture but it's also all diegetic and damn and 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 yeah no that's i that's that's very cool it's the yeah i'm just i'm still think i am thinking about like how elegant the billy loomis reveal is like how many times this movie just tells you that it's him and you're still just like i don't know because yeah. it's the, what's it's happening to the characters that they're just like what no well no it couldn't be him because yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. It's too obvious. Because it's but too then, of obvious. Of course it yeah. is. Because it's yeah. of course it's obvious. Of course it's obvious. They're two high schoolers trying to manufacture a, a murder mystery movie. Like, yeah, duh. Um, you know, if they had just called Scooby Doo to help, I think yes, uh, they would have figured it out. They would have found the projector. Um, <laughs> Matthew yeah. Willard dies, and then he comes back. He sits back up, and he's in his green shirt. <laughs> He's res- shaggy. <laughs> we t- we definitely I definitely mentioned this in the first half of this podcast. I don't remember doing it, but I'm sure I did. Y'all have seen the memes about yes, Shaggy. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a very odd meme. Six in my brain, but yeah. And the the Lillard thing. I'm jumping like way ahead now, but the, like because the third act of this movie really does go hard. Okay, I'll say this to lead into this that. You do get a lot of things in this movie too, where obviously it's um, it's the thing that you reference in Caroline. It's it's these characters that are being like, we know scary movies. We would never do a stupid thing like a scary movie would do, and then they do that exact same thing. Like it's Nev Campbell being like, you know, all those movies are just a girl, you know, like a, a hot girl that like she's running up the stairs when she should be running out the door, and then literally like two minutes later she yeah. can't get out the door and she runs up the stairs, you know. Yep. But it's like you get that even where it's like. <laughs> Frickin' the Fonz, Principal Fonz is like, hey, there's a murderer on the loose who murders people in their homes, so everyone stay out of school and go back to your house. Like, <laughs> like sounds great, man. All right, cool, got it. Well, and like, okay, I think one thing that's important to the way that the movie works is because, yes, like you said, Carson, it's like, it's like the kids are trying to manufacture this, like, mm-hmm. murder mystery thing with just, like, they're going based off of the um they're going based off of the like the slasher formula they know but also the film itself like in the film they are constructing the murder mystery in a way that they understand but also the film itself like like the whole subplot with like the clues about like her mom and the whole thing Mm -hmm. between her and Gail. And yeah, you find out at the end that like they were uh, responsible for her mother's death, but it's just like, you get all of these clues like outside kind of, of the ghost face thing. 
And it fucking works. And it is one of those movies that like you watch it back and you're like airtight fucking screenplay. Like you can't poke a hole in this thing if you tried, which is insane because the movie is pointing out every single hole in the movie. Yeah, Yeah. so goofy. Oh, it's the... We said it, Lillard's performance is so singular, but I just love that like... I don't know. I mean, he's just along for the ride. Like, I mean, obviously one of the holes you could, you know, quote unquote holes you could poke in the movie is like, well, this guy has no, you know, no reason to be doing any of this. And it's like, yeah, there's a scene earlier in the movie where he's like, we're not big on. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's it's the millennium motives are like motives are uh, what's, what's the exact line. It's the millennium motives are. It's like not second out or like yeah, we're, something like that. We're not big on motives. Like he yeah. says something about that. Yeah. But then, but then also one of the funniest lines in the fucking movie is when she's like, what are you used to? Why the fuck did you do it? And he goes, peer pressure. I'm too yeah. sensitive. To, and then, and then uh, <laughs> fucking skeets. Like, shut the fuck up. My so parents are going to be funny. so mad at me. Like, yeah, everything the, he says after he is stabbed a bunch of times. Oh, it's so, so funny. Fucking funny. Well, just his face. Also, yeah. motives so are incidental. That's what incidental. Motives are incidental. Thank I, you. Real quick, I'll just say there was a, I said it to my roommate where there's like, when, uh, you know, it's, they come in and she's like, why did you do this? And they're like, yeah, you know, motives, no way. And then uh, Billy reveals, like says the whole thing about his dad and you see Lillard in the background and Lillard's face looks like Billy has never told him this before. Like, <laughs> like I turned to Kim and I was just like, is he, is he just also hearing this for the first time? He was like, well, I just thought that we were being crazy murderers. I thought we were just doing this just cause. Yeah, like, we were having fun. Yeah, I thought we were yeah. just, yeah. we were just vibing, you know, like. Well, and and to that end, I think, Carson, you mentioned the triple feature of Halloween, this and then scary movie. Mm -hmm. The one that I was thinking of is and I mean, it does kind of feel like Craven's 90s reaction to like Nightmare on Elm Street Mm -hmm. of just like I was thinking like the triple feature of um, Halloween to Nightmare on Elm Street to this. Like you got your 70s, you got your 80s, you got your 90s. Yeah. And it's like. Halloween, the whole thing is just like, hey, white America, you created these suburbs because like you wanted to be like you you purportedly created these suburbs like go and be safe. But like. Like. The you know, the whole construction of the suburbs is built on like like violence and oppression. And so like the whole thing is like is like it can still fucking happen here. And it does. And like you purport that like, Oh no, we live in a nice neighborhood. We look, we live in this nice house and you ignore the rot. That's like in kind of like our society, which is why it can fucking happen here. And then like Craven comes along in the eighties and is doing like Elm street. And it's like, you know, it's fucking Reagan America, you know? And, and his whole thing is like, no, fuck you. Not only can it happen here, like, you did it yeah like yes Mm -hmm. like there was fred krueger who like was a horrible bad guy person yeah like like y'all like doing the mob justice thing burying it pretending like it could never happen again Mm -hmm. is exactly what allows it to happen again and 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 then yeah and then in this he's like oh you didn't get it the first time fuck you you are creating them they are your children yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it is your children who are doing this yeah yeah and like I mean, it's it's he references Nightmare on Elm Street so much. He's like so referential of his own work, it, which he should be because that fucking yeah, rule because it's good. And like to the point of 
the speech he gives it, you know, that Billy Loomis gives at the end, the little thing about like, ah, it's the movies aren't making us killers. It's they're just giving us more interesting ways of doing things yeah. or whatever, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, which does feel kind of like him explaining Nightmare on Elm Street where he's just like, yeah, you didn't get happy. I, I see your point there. It's like, you didn't get the metaphor in Halloween. Well, what if this guy has knives for hands? Like, what if he's just doing things <laughs> in an even more ridiculous way? And he know? haunts your literal dreams. He haunts your dreams. Like gaslighting no your child escape. into thinking that he doesn't exist only makes him more powerful. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, he's not only just doing this because it's evil. He's doing this because it is fun for him. Yeah. Like yeah, because he he's evil it. and this is fun. And it's like, Oh, you thought the metaphor was too much. All right. It's your fucking kids. Yeah. yeah. Like you were, you were not only creating the space in which this is possible. You're not only creating the circumstances and like the culture where this is possible, you are creating the people and raising them to do yeah. it. It's, yeah. it's, it's your toxic, like floppy haired son who's pressuring his girlfriend into sex and his like dipshit friend who's just coming along for the ride. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, it's very, it's like, it, it's clever, but also so, light in its feet and so goofy at the mm-hmm. same time you know mm-hmm. yeah no it's a, a very economical movie in that way it's just enjoyable and fun and it does work as such a blockbuster you know yeah yeah and it's for me it's an all-time third act like the last mm. act of this movie getting them all in that house and then yeah. picking them off one by one yeah I, I just it's so good the kill with the garage door is I mean, good good kill is real good, good. Kill. it is oh good god kill. Corey, i i i i did a good kill um when i was watching it today because Corey and i went and we <laughs> Corey and i watched texas chains on massacre together last week mm-hmm. and every single time he just started me and went good kill and now i'm forgetting <laughs> i'm forgetting which one i did i i said it for but like today i was watching it and I went, good, kill. good kill yeah yeah Oh, it's so much. The uh, so many just like fun little dudes. Like the stuff about this that is goofy and cheesy is so purposeful too, and so fun that like you cannot knock it. Like her putting the fucking costume on at the end is like stupid, but it's yeah. also it's also just so fun. It's, it's also, also like yeah, yeah, get him, stab him with the umbrella. Her, you know? Oh, the umbrella, and then her shoot shooting him right between. Oh, is cool. Back up. Yeah. Fucking killer last oh, uh Corey, it was it was Stu's death when she pushes the TV playing Halloween on. Oh, her. such good a good kill. kill. That's when I said kill. good kill. Good kill. Good kill. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's yeah. nice that it's like it's like the final girl is like killing the killers. Like it's obviously yeah. like very obvious, but it's very gratifying. Well, just oh. once you get to the reveal and it's these two dipshits and they're so bumbling. I mean, they've been bumbling the entire time. It's the thing that Cora was saying about Ghostface being so clumsy. But it, yeah, just like it, just watching these two guys like trying to keep everything together, and they think they're so confident, but they just fucking leave her like un, you know, like unbound in the kitchen alone to go deal with Gail. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And you buy it, too. and of course her and her dad get away. Like yeah. Like, and you fucking buy it because that's the thing. Because it's like, I mean, on the one hand, like, I mean, the actors do it like a lot of justice, yeah. but also just like the way it's shot and the way it, like it's paced. Mm-hmm. Like, like you see both of them rush out, and like, I didn't even question it. I didn't even do the whole, like, oh, you fucking idiot. Like, she's going to get mm-hmm. away. And then he turns around and I'm, and he's like, oh shit. And I'm like, of course she fucking ran away. You left the room, you did yeah. it. And it's like, it's hard to pull that off in a way that's gratifying. Yeah. 
Cause like, you know, it is that like, not even CinemaSins things, but when people just do like something like overtly stupid to allow for a gap in the plot for yeah. a character to like exploit, you're always like, come on. Like anybody would have thought of that. Like not even like a like nitpicking thing, but like to both like have that like kinetic sense of like, like Gail runs away, they run out chasing her, and like you feeling like oh shit like i'm worried for gail like yeah. this thing just picked up like the intensity of the scene just picked up even more and then to still have that like well of course they fucking ran away you dipshits like yeah. when they get back is hard to yeah. pull off yeah it's I would really imagine. good did they okay here's a question did gail's assistant after he gets dad did he crawl up on top of the van or did they smoosh Did him they up put there. him there i think yeah. they put him do they have time to put him there i mean that's again that's me being cinema sinzy but i did when i watched it i was like oh how the fuck did he get up there i was like i like there think, because it looked cool yeah i like right. to think i like to think that he crawled up i like to think that it was his choice he was like this is where i die on top of the van um, oh but her driving with the <laughs> just be like i'm sorry get the fuck off my car like, it's, <laughs> it's funny. so good blood in the windshield wipers it's good it's a good bit it's a really good bit good bit yeah um, really good bit. i want to call this out just because uh i've never been able to do this before make like a real real deep cut and we mentioned mm. some other references to some other stuff uh when he when she pushes the tv on top of matthew lillard that is how one of the kids dies in uh nightmare on elm street three freddie like pulls them through the tv and their bodies left like dangling out of the tv Damn. oh shit craven just did a he did a bit again did a bit again he said, he said i'm gonna do it again he yeah did both well times. and and one thing too that i think like i don't know i mean i would have to i would have to look at the screenplay but like i regardless of how this shakes out i respect the hell out of it because craven didn't write this one he just mm. he just directed it oh really so yeah, so I, I'm very curious as to if all of the nightmare shit was in there and Craven was like, that would be fun. Yeah, I'll direct a movie <laughs> yeah. that loves my movie. Or if like once in the director's chair, he's just like, well, these are becoming my Maya. Here's something I just found out that the guy who wrote like all the screams, except for the new one, I guess, uh, he also started the cw show the vampire diaries that makes a lot of sense it does so there it you does. go any vampire diary friends fans out there there you go who i'm very interested his in name is now. kevin kevin williamson he also wrote i know what you did last summer oh great which makes a tremendous amount of sense yeah i know um, what you did last summer rules it's like if this was like 80 percent trashier yeah i've yeah, never yeah. seen that actually it's fun i'm very Ooh. fascinated by it i definitely thought he wrote or i, th I definitely thought wes craven wrote these mm -mm. carson um pitch for you well since you thought this mm. one wasn't meta enough mm. uh highly highly recommend two and four i don't love three i don't think three is very good Two is where the like movie nerd really comes out to play, and four yeah. is where Hayden Panettiere is a hot movie nerd. I mean, that sounds appealing to me. A little reductive, but I thought you'd like it. Also, if you want to break your brain, get to five because it's all of this, but about legacy sequels. 
I mean, also about Scream. I, I mean, fucking love Five. I I liked Five a lot. Here's my thing. I think I'm wrong, but like gut reaction. I was looking at my horror list today on Letterboxd. I currently have it five, two, one. Really? I what I'm discovering the more I watch and rewatching this, I'm really, I'm really into horror sequels that like now that the world's established we get to kind of make weird big kind of creative swings yes Mm -hmm. so much of what i get from the second one is that weird like eurydice dance sequence movement theater piece thing i'm like this is made for me this this just fundamentally was a film made and marketed towards me no 110 percent. i mean i say it all the time about the lord of the rings i'm like I'm like, I get that the third one is the worst film of the bunch. It's also the most Lord of the Rings you can get in one go. Uh-huh. So it's my favorite. Yeah. I, and this is slight sidetrack, but I did. <clears throat> so we were talking about this the last time we recorded. So those who are, you know, listen to the last few episodes are going to notice. Uh, but I was talking about how I need to make my letterbox top 25. And so I was doing that like earlier today, this morning. And I did have to decide which Lord of the Rings I put in there. And oh, I did decide I did decide on fellowship because that has consistently been the one that I always say is my favorite. See, I mean, that's yeah. fair. Um, two quick things that have nothing to do with Scream. One, mm-hmm. my thing about Lord of the Rings is as long as you're not a dick about it, there's no wrong answer. It's mm, your favorite. true. Um, and two, like I have I, and this is like with my letterbox, like top five as it is like or top 25 as it is like. If there's like an entry in a series, like I do have Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2 on there. Yeah. Because for me, it is specifically like it is a choice to have Spider-Man 1 ahead of Spider-Man 2 mm. because I just like that movie more. Um, it is more, I have more nostalgia, I have more love for it. Um, but like for the most part, it's like it's like I have Return of the King as number one. But like if you really want to make me do it, I'll put Return of the King and then the Fellowship of the Ring and then Two Towers is the top three, but I just have Lord of the Rings in there yeah. as like the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, I mean, I, I, I decided to just do one. I just have Spider-Man two. I just have, yeah. Uh, I just have Empire. The, the series. Yeah. Exactly. I just have Fellowship. I just have, yeah. I just have Star Wars in mm-hmm. there. Like I don't mm-hmm. have Jedi and uh, Empire, even though yeah. it's like, they're there. Return of or last. Return of. Yeah, you like <laughs> Return of the Jedi more than anyone I know. I think I've said yeah, that Yeah, I'm a Return movies. of the Jedi Defender. Return of the Jedi is my Absolutely. third favorite Star Wars movie. Because it's the third best insane. Star Wars movie. That, uh, disagree, but okay. This We're going to talk about this a lot. This makes me so happy that as our Scream episode starts to dwindle, this is what it mm. turns into. Because well, this, this is, is what, what Scream it has is to. about. Right, yeah, yeah exactly. It's yeah. a bunch of fucking dorks sitting around talking about minutia of bullshit that doesn't matter it's a bunch of it's a bunch of dorks who are raised on pop culture sitting around talking about how i'm not fucked up i was raised on pop culture they say as they're stabbing their friends in the belly like we wouldn't do that no we wouldn't do that never the um i i did think like you know if high school parties were just everyone gets together and watches scary movies together i probably would have gone despite my distaste for scary movies if it was just everybody watches movies i probably would have gone to more high school parties true yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. 
Um, if I would have been invited to more imagine the scene imagine if it's John C. Riley and he walks in and he takes the beer out of the guy's hand he's like oh nah it's fine you have it that's a good John C. Riley's good, good captain for Dewey that's good I already uh, gave you points for the week you don't have to defend it okay thank you I appreciate that um, yeah no this movie is good I do want to watch the rest of them now Yes, I, would, I have heard that's my roommate, I think, said the exact same thing as you, Corey, where she was like, I think all of them are like pretty dang good, except for the third one. And I don't even think the third one's bad. Like the third one is yeah. probably the worst. Mm. But like, I personally possible. think the third one is bad, but like, I would still sit down and watch it. Yeah. I mean, so my thing is like, I have seen one a hundred times. I have mm. seen two, three, four and five once a piece. Because like I had seen the first one so many times because it was just one of those like it's like nightmare. It's like Friday the 13th. It's like there's yeah. so many of them. And really, like once you get past the first couple, like you know, it's like it's like scream one was like the watershed moment. And then like mm. two yeah. and three were sequels that like were made, but like because you had to like you can't not make a sequel to this. They say in this movie, you can not have a sequel. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's just like I never really had any interest. And then as Scream 5 was coming out, it was a legacy sequel and they were getting the whole band back together. Because I think Cox and Campbell do the... And Dewey's in four, too. Mm. Cox, Campbell, and Arquette do four. But I don't think David Arquette is in two or three, right? Or am I making yeah, that is. up? Is he in all of them? He is, yeah. Okay. Well, I've only we, seen all of them once. Well, until today, I watched this one for the second time, but I watched all of these for the first time last. Uh, okay. I just remember mm. it being a big deal that it's like, it's like, it's Scream 5. It's a legacy sequel. Everyone's fucking back, like Lego. And um, so I watched all of, I watched two, three, and four in like the week leading up to five. And I remember watching three and being like, it's another Scream movie like yeah it's kind of like a movie with spider-man in it it's like it's, yeah it's like, it's like look it's a movie with sure. spider-man in it. it's minimum six out of ten it's like it's another scream movie like i like those movies like minimum yeah, yeah. like the worst the worst thing i'm gonna say about it is like yeah it's okay yeah had a good time yeah yeah it's fine uh but this one was really good i'm glad i watched it i uh yeah it does to bring it all back, it also does kind of make me want to rewatch Scary Movie. Yeah. But I also feel like maybe that's a path I just shouldn't walk down. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I know we talked about it in the first half, but now that you've mm -hmm. seen it, Carson. Yeah. Like, how fucking weird is it that when they were like, we are going to parody horror movies they parodied scream and was the, the one first we're really gonna latch on to is scream the one that's nearly a is is a fucking pastiche like yeah yeah it's and like weird. you kind of have to because it was like the biggest horror movie of the 90s yeah yeah but at the same time like how why, strange why is that? is that the one you choose it's a really odd it's so odd like it's it's the thing it's why i said i think it's fascinating if you do the 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 trilogy where it's halloween this and then scary yeah. movie because it's yeah it's it's watching a pastiche turn into a parody i've never yeah. seen like, any of the scary movies i've seen all of them yeah oh, oh you've never seen any of them 
I've never seen any of the scary movies. Uh, yeah. Oh. I have not seen any of them since I was a teenager. I really yeah. remember thinking one was really funny when I was like yeah. 16. And I remember thinking all the other ones were kind of not very good. Two was all of always my favorite. See, and, and I've heard three is the best. I've I remember three and four being bad, but also I was 12 years old when I saw those movies. <laughs> so uh yeah. I don't know. Which um, are legendarily the opinions you want to sign in blood. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, I mean, look, that first scary movie, I guarantee you, that that seems like breeding ground for there is just I here's the here's the order of you're watching a scary movie and you go, huh, that joke's actually kind of clever. Eh, joke's too broad. Oh, that joke does not. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I can't no, say no, that no. anymore. And it's and it's just that over and over and over and over again for an hour and a half. Like I guarantee sure. you. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I kind of do want to watch it because it, the exercise of that's the one that you parody does it is fascinating to me. I'm like, why? why? Right. Well, and 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 to some degree, it almost makes sense because it's like yeah. when the movie you are parodying already like sets up all the rules you get to yeah then, you get to then do the smash cut to where it's like oh my god like you can't do this because like it's the horror movie rule and then you get to smash cut to the most like absurd over the top ridiculous version of it yeah but like at the same time it's like isn't and like i don't know i i remember thinking some of the later ones were pretty lazy yeah um, and I mean, like, maybe, I mean, maybe that's the shit right there is it's just like, you know, a good parody should be able to diagnose the rules mm -hmm. by itself and should be able to point the audience to <laughs> the rules and then make fun of them on its own terms. And maybe the reason you do it with Scream is because it's like, well, now we only have to do half the work. Yeah, now all it's we really have good shorthand. Yeah, no, all we yeah. have to do is have Jamie Kennedy explain the rules, then we can smash cut to a shot of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you do you think, okay, Ugh. do you think that in at least the first scary movie, do you think that there's like a single kill? Or do you think it's it like, we need this to be a PG-13 rated comedy, we cannot even... No, the first scary movie's rated R. Is it? Yeah, it's gotta be. Like, well, like, but it's like, yeah. Do you think that's because it's like Charlie Sheen comes out and he's like, here's my dick? Or do you think it's <laughs> it's because they show some blood? There's any good blood? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I know that there is a dick. I know that is, you do I mean, dick. So, like, I, be I believe it. it. Sounds pretty cool. <laughs> it's not. It yeah, is probably it, not. Promise. Probably not. But I don't know. God, I don't want to. I don't want to. Scary movie is rated for R by the MPAA for strong, crude sexual humor, language, yep, drug use, course. and violence. Ah, violence. Okay. I now that I think about it, I think the premise of Scary Movie Three might be that Charlie Sheen can achieve an erection. And that's the main problem of the beginning of Scary Movie. 3. I believe that's the setup. I think it is. I think it because it's a um because it's the ring it's signs. Oh no, it's, it's signs. signs it, maybe it's ring. both. It's signs in the ring because his wife dies, like in signs. Oh yeah, there is the funny scene where she is smashed by the car and he's it's, talking to her for like a really oh, long God. time. <laughs> Uh, Signs is a weird fucking movie. Signs is a really weird movie. I saw Signs for the first time like early 2020, and I was like, "What?" Well, that's just I was watching a lot of M Night. I was catching up on a lot of M Night before old. 
Yeah, what a weird. I'm so we wait. We talked about it, right? Yeah, I I think I sent y'all the trailer for the new M Night, right? Oh yeah, it, it looks, looks fucking so. Cool. Oh, it looks so weird. I'm good. so into it. It looks incredible. It looks so cool. Like he's back, baby. Yeah, M Night. It's we were talking about this. Uh, plug right near the end. We'll do the plugs in a minute. But like the plug for Patreon, we talked about Blade Runner 2049. Um, M Night understands the thing about Dave Bautista that. Uh, Caroline, you said Denny Villeneuve does, which is uh, if you just show how fucking big this man is and then just make him talk in a really calm, muted tone, you're just like, what the fuck? You're like, what's wrong? Like, <laughs> yeah, this, he should stop, be doing something's this. incorrect here. Like, yeah. This man should have to yell to move his arm. Yes, like, <laughs> to get up the momentum just to, to fucking ambulate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh oh man, M Night, what a guy. Um, yeah, so I like Scream. That's I have this makes me happy. Good. I'm yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you're happy. Um, well, I don't know. I think that's it. Do we have any other yeah, I think Scream I think thoughts? I think that's Scream. I mean, there's 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 four more of these bad boys. Mm-hmm. So oh, I can't wait for Scream to watch six. it. Oh yeah. I don't understand why Scream 5 and Scream 6 were released in January and March, but I that's really wait come out next year they're doing like march next year march 2023 it just wraps i mean if they directly like if they're directly spoofing the new halloweens and they do a trilogy that might be something that would be fun that might Except be for, something. but but that's the thing is nev's not coming back for, oh, for the first time hmm. unless unless what if that i i they're I banking on the star event. they're banking Here's, on the star power of jack quaid our yeah. hottest, newest star. So to, uh, actually, the I final like girl Jack in those, like Jenna Ortega, is the, like, the final girl of this generation. She's fucking everywhere. She's in everything. I feel like I've heard that name before. So um, probably, yes. My hottest theory slash take slash I don't want this to happen, but I think it'd be kind of funny mm. if it did, is they advertise Neve as not coming back, and then she's the killer. Ooh. Uh... I don't want her to be the killer, but that would be that would blow my fucking mind. I feel that way. Exactly. Like, I do not want to pull it it off, but I would be fascinated. That's at least like a take. That's like something. What if what if I would I would love it? Oh, it looks like Hayden Panettiere is coming back, too. That's crazy. She is. Um, I would love. Okay, my my scream six Nev surprise. Um would be the whole thing is like ghost faces back ghost faces back ghost faces back and the whole thing is like no one can get a hold of sydney and it's like oh shit this is the first time we have to do it without sydney and then like in the third act like they call the cops and there's like a banging on the door downstairs and they're like oh who is it and then sydney prescott bursts through the fucking door with a shotgun it's like where's the mother where is this motherfucker yes. she's she's wearing just like fucking Ash's outfit. She's just wearing like fucking <laughs> like cargo pants and a, and a blue shirt. Yeah, with a chainsaw and a shotgun. I, just, I yeah. do I do really want an Ev Campbell surprise. One of my <laughs> favorite lines from Scream 5 is Dewey calls and it's like, it's happening again. Mm-hmm. Do you have a gun? And she went, I'm Sydney Prescott. Of, of course, course I have, I a, have gun. a gun. Damn. Damn. Damn good line. Good line. It's Courtney's good line. coming back. We've got a Gail Weathers. Yeah. Coming back for six. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. What else is Courtney Cox doing nowadays? I mean, Counting probably all of her money. Probably, yeah. All that, yeah. all that Cougar Town money, yeah. 
all that friends money well yeah that too like a million an episode for 24 well, yeah. episodes for uh, six seasons or whatever 10 yeah. 30 years ago i wish yeah, she's, she's got she's money paying alimony to uh david david, david <laughs> Cat. oh you know she is uh i would um you know i'd be in a show as bad as friends for that much money Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course. I'd be on a show 10 times worse than Friends for... For that much money. For, for that, much, that money. much money. Oh, for, for half that much money. For a quarter of that much money. Well, 10 times as bad as Friends is pretty bad. I would be on a show <laughs> 10 you? times as bad as Friends for one-tenth of the money, because that's still $100,000 an episode. Yeah, but then I'm $100,000 an episode, but you're trading it for like... I'm pretty sure 10 times as bad as Friends is like they put your picture in the history books of just like this person ruined all of culture like we get it carson you want to be an actor i do i it's me wanting to be an actor and also uh, me shitting on friends those are the two things i'm trying to communicate i just just can't even imagine what 10 times worse than friends is (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i was about to say the big bang theory (laughs) (laughs) not wrong the big bang theory is so bad I do sometimes have this is great. This is the end of the stream episode. I do sometimes have the conversation with people where I'm like, if they're like, what's the worst thing you see? And I'm like, hey, hot take. It's any take one episode of Big Bang Theory. It's like it's as a straight white man. It is the closest I have ever come to feeling like attacked for being who I am. Like because Big (laughs) Bang, like Big Bang Theory is like discriminatory against nerds. Like, I swear it is bad. I oh. currently own in my house season two of the Big Bang Theory on DVD. Insane. Why? Fantastic. The reason why is because I got it for my dad for Christmas like 14 years ago. That's so like, good. Uh, and he never watched it because it was a DVD. And what does uh, that man have any need for a DVD? Even though it was his yeah. favorite show. Um, and so <laughs> then I, when I moved into my first place, I, I have the entertainment center that I've just had. But one weird quirk about my entertainment center is it's got the shelves, but for some reason there is like a little lip like on the shelf that is about one DVD thick that just like, if I put things on the shelf, it will overlap by that much. And that's where I put all my Blu-rays. So I use it as a buffer zone so I can put (laughs) the Big Bang Theory season two all the way on the end. And then I can see the last Blu-ray on the shelf and I don't like accidentally lose one to the void. Oh my Lord. That's that's really good. good. It's really good. It's become a literal paperweight. Um, I will share. I believe the other one I have is Super Troopers. I think that's the one that's on the other side is Super Troopers. Y'all are definitely aware of this because you were here for the, I mean, not here, but you were with me digitally as I went through this, but like a year ago, no more than that, like two years ago, whatever. One of my friends from grad school gets in my car (laughs) and and in in my backseat. Yeah. And she goes, Carson. And I go, what? And she goes, why do you have season three of fringe on Blu-ray? in the back of your car and my car was clean there was nothing else in the back seat of my car besides this blu-ray oh and i was like uh look it's a long story and she was like no it's fine like you're the one person that i'm like no this makes sense you would have season three of fringe on blu-ray in the back of your car um yeah i sold it though i finally did it took a minute and you know what i bought what from the dvd exchange 
What? Uh, the Matrix Quadrilogy. Uh, oh, that's a really good. It's a really good trade up. It really is. You got that much for season three. Well, I guess no. TV does cost. I guess TV yeah. always is more expensive because there's this, just so much more. On one it's package. more. I No, I got like. I mean, I traded that and like one other thing, and then I still had to pay like five dollars for okay. gotcha. Matrix. But that's hey, still worth it. Five dollars for all four Matrix movies on Blu-ray is an incredible deal, like such a steal. Um, all right, uh, Scream. Um, that's it. That's yeah. it. Scream. It's a great Scream fucking it. movie. It's a great movie. It's a blast and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, we love you, Wes Craven. R.I.P. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Uh, Corey, do you want to if 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 they enjoyed whatever this was, if they want to, they enjoyed forty five minutes of scream and fifteen minutes of just pure anarchy. Yeah, yeah. Here's where they did we make us. it to forty five minutes about scream? I had oh, feel they, like it was uh, maybe twenty oh, and forty. No, I think we were like forty five fifteen. Okay, that's okay. Good. That's I'll good. take that. I'll take that. Uh, if you like what you hear, please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Leaving a review would also really help out the visibility of the show. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at HHYNSPod. Follow us on Letterboxd. Uh, our individual accounts, Carson is at Fun Movie Zone. Caroline is at CK Cinema. And I am at Corey Reagan. Uh, special thank you to our patrons. If you would like a shout out on the show and bonus content, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash hhyns pod yeah and um yeah i mean Corey gave the plug for patreon but um really seriously you guys uh, we are about to drop our and by about to i mean in like a week or two later this month we're about to drop our episode on 2018's uh halloween directed by david gordon green which i am very 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 excited to talk about um i didn't talk about it this month uh much on the podcast but i talked about jamie leaving my favorite final Mm -hmm. girl um i love halloween i have so many fucking thoughts i'm so worried for halloween and but way cooler than all of that is evil i I think evil died last year i think the conceit of this one is that it jumps forward to next halloween Oh, silly me. But um, Evil died 365 days ago. I have to. Wa- <laughs> oh, no. I have to watch Halloween Kills like tomorrow. You sure do, buddy. Hey, oh, calm no. down. If you come down I think and you I, see it with me, I think I am. You can sit on the couch. Um, but way cooler than Halloween Kills. You know what I did today regarding Halloween? I bought myself a little hat. This says music by John Carpenter. Nice. And it's coming love in the that. mail. Nice. And uh, yeah, but um, yes, I love Halloween. Our Halloween episode is going to be a lot of fun. And um, we just really, really, really appreciate your support over on mm. Patreon. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so what's next week? Next week, we're putting you through it again. And um, one more time, one had, more time. Had, was Scream one of your favorite horror movies? I, I called, I called my shot in the beginning that I was like, I think Scream's gonna be one of like your favorite ones that I make. Yeah, you do. probably. I mean, like, I mean, I've liked most of the ones we've done a lot. Okay, like we've ahead. done. You've cur- curated a good, like, because I freaking love the original Halloween, and 
I mean, I really, yeah. Yeah, no, we've done pretty good, but yeah, it's probably up there. I had to, yeah. I, I really hope that trend continues with next week's film because this one can go either way for you. I am so Because this curious. is one of the more disturbing films we'll yeah. do on the podcast, but I also think it is one of the most like artistically and just like filmmakingly just fascinating, mm-hmm. like of like the classic horrors. Um, next week, we are doing the original, not to be confused with the very recently released Hulu uh, reboot. We'll be doing Hellraiser mm, next week. Raise Hell. And it is one of the most disturbing films I've ever seen. And it's fucking metal as hell. And I love it. I'm so. I keep seeing those. I've been seeing those Hulu uh, ads and I'm like, oh, no, is this series for me? Or is this like too much Wait, for is my the, is the, is the sweet Hulu constitution? One? Is oh the, the film series? I see. Yeah, not I, like the Hulu show. The Hulu I mean, original like series. Yeah, I just mean like if it's anything like the ads for that show. I don't know. I've seen like the first three Saw movies. I've ever told you guys that. Oh, why? Yeah, because just like with my dad, should I not weird. bother with those? No, I, uh, well, I would watch the first one. But like, here's the thing, and I was actually thinking about this whilst watching Scream because if like Halloween is the seventies. Yeah. Elm Street and or maybe, you know, um, Elm Street and Friday the, Friday the 13th. 13th, even though yeah. 13th starts in the 70s. But like Friday the 13th is a defining one of the 80s. Scream is 90s. I was thinking about what's the 2000s. And I'm like, I'm like, God, it was a cultural fucking wasteland because yeah. the answer is undoubtedly Saw. Because they made 10 of them. And then yeah. also Spiral, inspired by the Book of Saw. Yeah. And, and then Jigsaw a few years Jigsaw, earlier. Jigsaw, yeah, yeah. They've tried to reboot it like three times. Yeah, the, and nobody is, and there's never been any reaction to them, but the original run was so popular. Yeah. Yeah, and then like the Tens is like, you know, Paranormal Activity. Yeah. Con- well, the Tens. Well, yeah, yeah the, the Tens really is the Conjuring, and the Tens really is that like, all right, we you've seen you've seen everything. We're taking it back to the fucking seventies. Like we're yeah. taking it back to the classics with like the Conjuring. Yeah. We're doing Exorcist again. Like yeah, and prepare I yourself. Mean, I th- I mean I think it makes a lot of sense in the way that like culture just kind of eats itself. It's like yeah, it makes sense that we would be like we've done the slasher for fifty years. We have to go back to the paranormal demon film, and then five years later they're like, by the way, Halloween's coming out again. <laughs> I'm like it's. I, I'm waiting for a nightmare on elm street uh reboot we love it i think yeah because there was an 07 remake or whatever it it is sucked yeah and i i am waiting for them to do a to do a queer horror comedy uh reboot of nightmare on elm street i I think i said this i want the duffer brothers to do it really bad oh Oh, that would be interesting that would be that would be so weird who is the guy who is the guy who did the it movies? Ooh. Um, oh, um, that's a good fucking point. It movies, just in terms of aesthetic. Yeah, I mean, I mean that first it movie, I would have absolutely been like, yeah, scream with these mother, this motherfucker to do Andres and Mushinetti. Ah, yeah, Mushinetti. Just get someone who can do the the goofs, the goofs and the bits. That's I, all I, I want. I maintain season three of Stranger Things specifically is an audition tape for Nightmare on Elm Street. That is the one I fell off of halfway through, though, and it's why I haven't seen season four. Yeah, I think it's good. I, I think it's better than most other people think. I think yeah. um, 
but it's the best mixture of bits and horror. Mm. Here's my thing with that is that Hopper is a real bummer. And like 80% of the reason that I like that show is because it's David Harbour having fun. And he's a real yeah. bummer in that season. And yeah. like, man, yeah. not, as, not as much about that. Not as much about that. I really wish that we had enough money to pay for the rights to Kate Bush's running up that hill. So that could just be the end of the episode. If <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we could just fade out in a run up that hill. <laughs> and Corey, you said this like half hour ago at this point, but like it makes perfect <laughs> sense that this is what the Scream episode uh, turns into because it, there's nothing else that it can be. We're about yeah. to cross 70 minutes for the back half. I have, Shit, um, yeah. I, I'll say this now. I am not like, I'm not intoxicated, but I have been with my mother all day and I've been drinking since like 3 p.m. Love that. For yeah. You. Excellent. You know? Yeah, it was great. So good. I'm having a nice refreshing Coors. Mm. Any of you had one of these? Of uh, course. That having been said, we will see you all next week when we talk <laughs> Hellraiser. Hell, Hellraiser, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>